In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus is a very clever teacher. And for the last few weeks, he's been teaching us about the one thing that will absolutely positively change your life for the better. The one thing that will make the greatest possible difference in your life. If you will only have it, and frankly, if you will only use it. It is the forgiveness of sins. Two weeks ago, it was a lesson for the auditory learners. Jesus told us all about it. Forgiveness, said Jesus, is quite literally the key to the kingdom of God. Having forgiveness is having heaven. It is that simple. Then Jesus worked with all of you visual learners, showing us exactly what it does to a person by forgiving the woman caught in adultery. Once Jesus spoke and set her free, nobody had to hate her for her sins anymore. Forgiveness gave her a new story and a fresh start. That too was a little heaven on earth. Today's gospel is for those of you who still read all the directions to your iPod before you plug it in for the first time. Today Jesus gives us step-by-step instructions from moving from the theory of forgiveness to its practice. Today Jesus tells us how his story becomes your story. While Jesus is a very clever teacher, he has a very tough classroom. Here's why. What works really well out there in the world does not work well in this space at all. The world is so different from the church that the skills which are very successful outside these walls are hardly worth anything at all in this holy space. Why not? In the gospel for today, Jesus makes it very clear. When he pulls a child out of the crowd and sets him in your midst and says, the difference is humility. Our world claims to love humility. But really, that is only a head fake. While Mother Teresa may intrigue us, living in humility with the dirtiest and the poorest and the sickest all her life, Mother Teresa won the Peace Prize, not the presidency. Despite what we say, humility does not characterize the greatest in our kingdoms. There is no better example of how what works out there does not work in here than the humility that comes with the forgiveness of sins. Out there in that world, this is what passes for confession. Okay, you got me. Or, if you thought I was out of line, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. 
Or, and this one is the most insidious, because it sounds churchly, but it is absolutely devilish. If I did anything to offend you, then I'm very sorry. Confession is not a matter of perception. And this is one case where perception is not reality. This is not a humble, reflective, contrite admission of sin, guilt, and shame. Again, in that world out there, this is what passes for forgiveness. Oh, it's okay. It was nothing. It's fine. Everybody makes mistakes. Whatever. None of that, of course, is forgiveness. Because none of that sets things right. So in the last two weeks, Jesus has been gathering church people. And now again this morning, he gives us a primer on forgiveness. Here is what we've learned so far in the past couple of weeks. Number one, Jesus says that forgiveness is a divine thing. It is not a human thing. Real forgiveness, says Jesus, drops down from heaven. That means it's not natural to us. It comes from outside. Second, Jesus has taught us that forgiveness is a gift. Jesus was very clear. The Father gives it to the Son, and the Son gives it to the apostles and to the church. It means we can't manufacture it. Third, Jesus says forgiveness is a living and an active thing. You don't save it or store it, you actually use it. This is a classic lesson in stop talking and start doing. You won't hurt it, you won't break it, and you won't run out. So go ahead, says Jesus, take that key and stick the kingdom of God into somebody's ear and turn it. And by turning it, you can forgive every sin they've ever done against you. Over the past few weeks, we've seen how well it works. The woman who was caught in adultery got her life back. Jesus did not hate her, and her neighbors did not kill her. And when she went home, fresh and clean, she was so free that she didn't need to hate herself. She went home happy and peaceful. Fresh start, new story. A little bit of heaven on earth. So far, so good, in theory. But what Jesus notes today about church people is their failure in practice. It is the execution. It is the application. It is the practicality where we stumble as church. We stumble because we lack humility. So Jesus, ever the clever teacher, wants to make sure that none of you would miss it this morning, and he does then, in fact, give us step-by-step directions which bring heaven to earth. Jesus says, if somebody sins against you, You go to them, and you go alone. You don't talk to all your friends and neighbors first. You go to them, and you go alone. That's right. The victim goes to the victor. 
the humble go to the proud, and they say, you have hurt me, you have sinned against me. Now, what could be more unnatural, more otherworldly, more not like it is out there, than that simple action? I am very aware that there are extenuating circumstances. The rape of a woman, the abuse of a child. I am aware that those extenuating circumstances make something like this seem all but impossible. But you are all rational folk, and you know that hard cases make bad law. And frankly, in those circumstances, pastors know what to do. And beyond that, honestly, most people who bring up those kind of examples are using it for a dodge. They lack both the courage and the humility to do what Jesus Christ has prescribed for his church. They use it to keep forgiveness from happening, and that, in fact, breaks the community. And so today, instead of dodging, Let's try some very common examples. When someone speaks ill of you, or lies about you, or betrays you, and it rises above the ordinary irritation of everyday life, when it goes beyond somebody just having a bad day, Jesus says, go see them, go directly, Go without telling anybody else. Go alone. And of course this means that in the church there's another side of the coin. Jesus also means that any of you church folk who just happen to be sinners should from time to time expect and even learn to welcome a knock on your door from an honest, humble fellow Christian who wants to be reconciled to you. My time is up, and this is a very long text. And you're aware that there are more steps beyond this, but let's just work with the first one for a while. If you're keeping score, Certainly you can see that the way of the world does not look at all like the way of the church. And what works out there does not work in here. When it comes to sin, the world gathers allies. The world is interested in destruction, not reconciliation. The world is interested in power, not humility. The world is all about winning, not about wisdom. But the church, the church knows that from little on, we should learn to have conversations like this. You sinned against me and you hurt me deeply. I am very sorry. Please forgive me. I forgive you. It's over. And now we go on together as the body of Christ. 
if we proceed with that sort of humility, where humility means obedience, where it means faith, where it means agreeing with Christ, where it quite frankly means simply doing what he says to do in utter dependence on the Lord's way, then in fact the forgiveness of sins will see us through to a good aim. You will get your brother back. And that is the aim of forgiveness. That is when heaven comes to earth. I am very nervous and often very critical of those who would trick people into joining the church by telling them that their lives will get better. That if you only join the church, you will be richer or happier or more popular or more powerful. That is absolutely, positively not true. In the past few weeks, Jesus has said the essence of the gospel is following him, and to follow him is to pick up your cross, and a cross always means suffering. But this is the one place in the church where I can guarantee you that if you do as Jesus bids, your life will be better and not worse. You will trade your horrible, painful, sinful stories for the holiness of Jesus Christ, for the gift given from his apostles through his church, the grace that reconciles, yourself, reconciles you to yourself and to your community and to your God. And it never, ever happens out there. It only ever happens in here at Jesus' altar, pulpit, and font. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.